Yeah, cheer, What up, everyone? It's Tuesday, February 18th. My name is Jim Banks, the host of our PvP podcast, and we're on episode 16, where we will discuss the regional invites, the Toxic Cup, the Ultra Go Battle League. Niantic knows what Sylph is doing. And before we get into some of that, right, we want to subscribe to PvP. I'm live, just battle me. And it's kind of a funny time, right? I've seen multiple posts of battlers needing not charged TMs, but they need those fast TMs now. What a wonky world we're living in. But Niantic, in my opinion, has done a good job giving us a lot of charged TMs, giving us events, all kinds of things to keep us busy in February. And yeah. So what was exciting the other day, Sylph tweeted out all of the locations that won their bids to host a regional tournament. Shout out to the 600 communities that applied to host. Even though you may not all have won your bid to host a regional, keep up the great work. You're doing an awesome job. These tournaments need all of the communities And the level of gameplay that has been awesome in Season 2. Everyone's raised the bar. And I know you wanted to host. Congratulations to those who won their bid. But again, all communities, all battlers are needed. And in about five weeks, the fiercest competitors across 305 regions in more than 60 countries will receive their invites to compete in a regional tournament. And that's what it's all about. All of the build-up, all of the hype. In Season 2 leads up to regionals and then invitationals or internationals. Invitationals. Internationals, I believe they're called. I know I called it Worlds last year in Chicago. But there's different parts of the world that got a battle. And all of the regional winners will go to one location. So some of the information for that is out. Sylph has done a great job putting that out. And Sylph has also put out a list of all of the regional tournaments that will be happening in April. So, you know, you're going to be able to check out the dates are set so you can plan what city you're going to battle in, what country you're going to battle in. I'm very close. I'm in the Canadian side and I'm really close to the border. And I went to Ann Arbor last year. Great community, but there's so many uh, great places uh, that you're going to be able to have a chance to battle in and... um yeah, shout out to Sylph. The Sylph Arena team has worked very hard reviewing the applications. Hashtag thank you, Sylph. And uh, yeah, again, a lot of us are here. Uh, Go Battle League is that much more successful because of Sylph. And all of the skills that the battlers have had and developed over Season 1 into Season 2, it's really showing because um, we've seen three awesome mega tournaments in America the last you know couple months, right? We had... Orlando, California, Portland. And um, yeah, there's some exciting tournaments to come, right? We got St. Louis and Philly and other tournaments all over the world. And uh, yeah, that's pretty hype. So there's not much to really say about that, right? I know most of us knew that regionals were coming. And uh, what's very exciting now, the Toxic Cup is going to be announced Like, it's already announced, but the typings and everything will be released in a couple hours. And just go to PvPoke, check out the rankings. Toxic Cup will be big for March. 
And, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about that. We'll talk about it next week because we'll know the typings. We'll know some of the Pokemon that are ranked. And uh, I know some of us are not ready to talk about Toxic Cup because you still have your weighted Rose Cup to go. Uh, But good luck in your Rose Cup and, uh, you know, have fun with your Toxic Cup practice. The Go Battle League Ultra Edition. The amount of Stardust I'm getting is pretty awesome, actually. I actually went 1-4 today in one set, and I still got 2,500 Stardust and 750 Dust for the first win. You know, so that's awesome. Even if you're not winning all the time, you're still getting Stardust. I have gone 5-0 and in a few sets, but I'm having a lot of fun in Ultra League. Let, uh, many ups and downs, right? I've heard a lot of players, I quit. I hate Ultra League. Stupid legendaries. I've also heard lots of positive feedback as well. It's refreshing to battle in another league. The Stardust rewards are awesome. It's new. And Go Battle League is new. It's refreshing. And it will get better. It's just pre-season. You will get better at Ultra League if you're one of those people that are having you know, difficulties in the Ultra League. You know, Master League is also going to be a lot of Stardust. That's PvP. You're going to have to get out there when you have some time and get some Stardust, get some Pokemon catches. Niantic has done a lot of things in February to help with the Stardust gain and increase spawns and different events, hype and fun. And um, one thing that is frustrating, and I think we all can relate and we've all dealt with it, is lag. You know, I've definitely taken some losses because of lag. I know that doesn't sit well with battlers and girls at PvP. When Ultra League first was launched, like, all of my games were laggy. Like, I knew it was going to be a lag fest after the first couple games and my future sets, but I just kept battling. And then we had, uh, you know, a couple days where I personally felt there wasn't much lag at all, and then last couple days some more lag. So, um, you know, Niantic's working on it, hopefully. They're going to be able to give us a smoother um, battlefield to battle on. We're hoping so, right? So uh, is Go Battle League perfect? No. Is it season one? Not yet. It's only pre-season, right? So hopefully, again, like we're all very hopeful that they clean up the lag. And um, I think, and we've already discussed this, right? This is going to bring new players and raise interest for the Sylph tournaments because of the Go Battle League, right? So some players prefer Sylph, some players prefer, prefer Go Battle League, but it's it's just great overall, right? We've seen an increase in YouTube views and viewership, you know, streaming on Twitch has gone up. So everything is just headed in the right direction for Pokemon Go PvP. And yeah, it's a learning process. So some of you are losing games Not because of your team comps, but because of how you played the match. So, my team overall, it's been pretty good to me. You know, obviously it can be countered, right? I lead Swampert, I have Alolan Muck and Registeel, and I've had a lot of games with my Registeel winning at the end against a Giratina. I've seen so many Giratinas, and it's a great Pokemon in the Ultra League, but my Registeel has been a great counter, right? Um, and this is a topic that might be worth discussing, right? The five-minute Battle League clock. Not Battle League clock. Probably said that silly, but you know what I mean? Like, 
matches can time out after five minutes. And this has never really been an issue in Great League, not for me personal, personally, but in the Ultra League, I've won and lost matches from timeout after five minutes, right? Time's up. Do you all think that that should be extended? Do you think five minutes is enough time to get a battle in? And, you know, we've seen different strategies come up. Um, Stalling, right? If you have a Pokemon that can drop your opponent's attack and then bring in a tanky Pokemon like Blissey. Yeah, that's right, Blissey. I saw King of Charmander streaming with this team that can be effective, right? He had... He had Articuno decreasing the attack and then having Blissey absorb all that damage. And, and before you know it, the time's up. And, you know, my Registeel's bulky or has bulk against Garantina, right? So it's um that match is, you know, takes a couple minutes sometimes. And I don't know. Yeah, maybe five minutes is, is enough time. But, um I've just seen, you know, I've enjoyed watching a lot of the different videos on YouTube of content creators using different teams. And big shout out to King IV, who's used a variety of cool Pokemon, right? Um, he's used Articuno and Feraligator and done a video of just all unique Pokemon with no legendaries. And, uh, you know, big, big shout out to him. Uh, his refreshing content has been great for the ultra league and big shout out to everyone participating in the go battle league trying to stay positive over some of the things that we just mentioned and yeah let's keep the good times rolling that is going to be master league on the 24th of february so get your final sets of ultra league in and niantic they've got eyes and ears everywhere they're watching the sylph league Back in September, there were moves added, and it really spiced up the Sinister Cup. This was a great topic for an early episode on the PvP podcast. You know, Niantic spiced up the Sinister Cup by nerfing Power Up Punch, giving Steelix Thunderfang, increasing the damage of Psychic and giving it an effect, giving Fire Spin to Marowak. Um, Snarl was now um, increased energy gain, right? And then not to mention some of the changes that also affected some of the ferocious Pokemon in the very next cup, giving Alolan Ninetales Charm and Bubble Beam had the effect to decrease your opponent's damage, their attack. And, uh, you know, that made Suicune viable. So Niantic, I think, is really paying attention to what's going on in our Sylph world, which is awesome because we need that, right? Think about this month alone, right? We had the Onyx um Spotlight Pokemon Day, right? You know, Steelix is good for the Rose Cup. We had Lickitung Raid Day that gave Lickitung and Licky Licky that body slam. And that is viable in the Rose Cup. And then from the Go Battle League, we had Scrafty that's now available. And it jumps right up to rank number two for the Rose Cup. So I just think that they've had incredible timing. And I think they're really paying attention to PvP, right? Uh, they're, you know, they've shut down the servers trying to, you know, improve the Go Battle League. So they're very much um, keeping an eye on the community and PvP because PvP is going to help Pokemon Go long term. We're all pushing and hoping that it become an esport one day. And 
you know, big shout out to Niantic. I just wanted to kind of bring that up because I really do believe that they're listening and watching and uh, keep up the great work, Niantic. Like we all got, you know, for those of you that did look at Tongue Raid Day, we all got a lot of charge TMs, right? So I think this is not a complaint. It's just I think some battlers are needing some fast TMs. So maybe find a way to be creative and hook us up, right? So um, there has also been a, a major Rose Cup, right? This was brought to my attention by King IV and Twitter and, you know, that community. Lima Battle Tower Rose Cup Tournament. The city, the city of San Miguel Lima, Lima, located in Peru, hosted a Battle Tower Sylph Tournament, an epic, powerful tournament that gave a badge for participating. That was the Antes badge. And if you competed, that you got that badge on your self profile. And then the winner of the tournament was also awarded the Obsidian Sun Badge. So that's very cool. We discussed that in the last episode. You know, if the tournament is bigger and better than most, or it's, you know, hosting 100 plus people and Sylph has approved, they're going to get their own badge, which is great. A little bit of incentive to travel. And how cool would it be to be the winner of one of those tournaments? You know, we talked about Wild Susan Boyle winning the Portland tournament, winning the very first badge. And yes, that's right. We had 164 participants in this tournament in Lima with multiple ace trainers, five trainers now in the top 25 in the world after the tournament concluded. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, give a round of applause for the winner and has been crowned number one player in the world right now on the leaderboards, S. Cambrara. I might have said that incorrectly. I apologize. We have a lot of respect for you, and that's why we're mentioning you on the show. Shout out to you going 8-0 and and becoming the number one player in the world for now. Right? That's not a spot that just... You know, you get to relax on. There's always mega tournaments. There's always battlers after that top number one spot. And uh, this was not a tournament that I was able to watch. I didn't see that it was streamed. But, man, was it ever loaded. 33 current ace-ranked battlers in the tournament. Big-time YouTuber Swagron was there. King IV was sponsored to go to Lima to participate and represent Canada. And... King was nice enough to update me about some of the players and let me know, uh, you know, Ventuski is a very powerful Chilean player. Vanny is a top Spanish player. Duvon is the Colombia regional champion. So there was so much talent and competition in that particular tournament. And uh, it was it was just great. And, and King is one of those international players that's, you know, because of his content creation and his travels, he's able to let us know, inform us, and, uh, you know, let Canada and the United States know what's going on outside, outside of our little bubble. You know what? And actually, as I'm, as I'm uh, recording this, my phone and my PC is just kind of being blown up. I'm pretty sure the Toxic Cup has been announced as far as the metas and the typing. So that's going to be exciting. Always going to PV Poke to check that out. But yeah, let's not forget about this Lima tournament. A salute to you and the community for hosting. It's not easy to host a tournament with over 100 people. And shout out to Legion PvP and Lima for hosting a tournament that is now part of Sylph history. 
Now, my week in Pokemon Go was pretty fun, actually. Um, yeah, it was really fun. We had, you know, Ultra League battles all week for the Go Battle League. I've officially battled, battled in over 100 Ultra League matches, which is quite a bit depending on your schedule and how much time you have for Pokemon Go PvP. It's been a fun learning experience. A lot of Stardust earned. And Friday and Saturday was also fun. I went out of town to catch Pokemon. I go to a bigger city to hang out with Do You Even Go Bro and Hailstorm. And we were completing field research. We did Lickitung Raid Day and we caught a lot of Pokemon. It was just a lot of fun, right? We didn't do the full three hours of Lickitung Raid Day. I did about 28 raids, right? With four of us in the vehicle with all maxed out Machamps. We were able to, you know, smash out and destroy Lickitung. And uh, yeah, Licky Licky Lickitung, eligible for Rose Cup battle, uh, Body Slam, kind of, you know, ma making ripples in, in the Rose meta ranking. We'll see how that plays in the upcoming tournaments. And, uh, you know, normally with six-hour lures, I literally like to just do laps. And I didn't get a chance to do that in my city of Sarnia until Monday evening. We did lure. I did do laps for about five hours of the six hours uh, of those particular lures catching a lot of Pokemon and I hit a milestone in those you know five hours of laps I hit 250,000 catches and I wanted to trade for a special Pokemon a shiny Pokemon to hit that 250,000 uh, catches and my friend Jax OG one uh, someone who I play a lot of Pokemon with take gyms, grind Pokemon, raid with. She was very nice and generous and gave me a shiny top hat Squirtle. And I was just thinking as we clicked the trade button, I was like, oh, I should have just gave you an older Pokemon so it could go lucky. And what do you know? Boom, it went lucky. It was awesome. I, I labeled it and I marked it as my 250,000th catch slash trade. Uh, for those of you that don't know, trades count towards catches. So... Yeah, that was very awesome. Um, I gave her a party hat, a shiny party hat Pikachu. And yeah, that's not that amazing. But we decided to hold off because the shinies were not new ads, right? We have Pikachu and Squirtle. Uh, we are going to wait and I'm going to give her the Alolan shiny Vulpex and maybe another shiny during the friendship event where trades uh, will be half the dust. And you can do two special trades in a day. So that way it keeps the trade uh, down to 800 Stardust. And yeah, what an, what an epic trade. Um, I don't hang on to a lot of Pokemon for like sentimental reasons. Like there, there are some, right? But like um, definitely my 100,000th catch and now my 250,000th catch are very memorable. For those of you that don't know, uh, my 100,000th catch happened in Toronto. Um, with King IV and Brandon Ton, they don't, they didn't know who I was at that particular time, but we were all in the same vehicle. We were doing Wafu for Registeel at the verified 40 meetup, and someone in the vehicle called out a 100 IV Don fan, which was incredible, right? You don't run into those in the wild, and we had already passed it, but the driver asked if we wanted to turn around and catch this 100 IV Dawn fan. And of course, it couldn't have been any better timing. I was announcing and saying to the vehicle that my 100,000th catch was going to be a Registeel. And I was just waiting to get to the next raid. And, uh, you know, 100 IV Dawn fan all the way. And those are some of my stories about how I was just meant to be 
a Pokemon Go trainer, a PvP battler, and I appreciate for you, you know, joining and listening. I want to thank you for listening to our PvP podcast on this Tuesday. We look forward to hearing how you enjoyed the episode on Twitter. Leave a comment on the YouTube video on our PvP podcast and make sure that you subscribe to PvP. I'm live, just battle me. Surprise my team of three. My guy that was GG. Cheer, cheer.